I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to this episode of the Vulnerability Podcast. My name is Marissa Donnelly and I'm your host. Today I have Marta Jepp with me. She is the author of The Quarantine Diaries. We met over Instagram and just being able to look through her account and see parts of her book and a little bit of her her soul and her expression and reason behind creating this book, especially at this crazy time in our lives. I was so excited to to speak with her originally, and I'm just so thrilled to have her on the podcast. So welcome, Marta. Thank you so much, Marisa, for having me. I'm, I'm over the moon to be here. So thank you for inviting me again. It's, it's a real pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's get into it. The Quarantine Diaries. Mm-hmm. Where is the where did this inspiration come from? Why did you feel compelled to create it? And can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, absolutely. Um, well, the inspiration came uh, while I was I was ill, actually. Started um, on the first day of quarantine on March 19, which is when London uh, called the lockdown. And um, I had been for a week ill in, in, with a kidney infection. And uh, somehow things were starting to boil down and, and, and the whole environment was a little bit weird. You know, like, well, we all know how it was. Um, and um, I, I decided to stay in London. I, my, my family comes from Spain. Everybody kind of, was kind of like going back to the countries. Uh, and... Um, and I thought, I don't know if it was the, the paracetamol and the um, painkillers, but it just had this um, flashing idea of, well, I journal and I think it could be a way of forcing myself to see something different every day. Um, and uh, that's how it all started. I, I, had, I had a blog I hadn't used in a while and I thought, well, this can keep me going so I can post every day. And uh, initially, it wasn't, it wasn't anything planned. It was just going with the aim of, I'm going to see what's up every day, what's, what's happening new and, and discovering. Um, and the second reason was um, because, you know, my family lives abroad. They wouldn't really know how I was doing. And I thought it was a very, really great way to let them know I was doing all right and I was taking the right choice by staying in London and not going back to Spain because they were a little bit wary of me being lo- alone and feeling lonely. Um, and then it just evolved into this urge to help others to, you know, maybe just give them a hand and say, I'm just going through this and maybe it can help you and maybe you feel less alone and less lonely at times, which is what I've been feeling sometimes. So it just all kind of evolved that way. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. I think mm-hmm. the, the crazy thing about this quarantine is, you know, everybody in every corner of the world is feeling different emotions yeah. that of, of loneliness and fear and yeah. You know, uncertainty and so 
figuring out these like common connection points is so powerful. And I think that's really what drew me to your work because it's something that's so universal, especially right now. And yet it's something that no one has done, right? It's brand new. We're all (laughs) navigating this new territory. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, no, no one really knows what it's like how to deal with these, right? It was so mm-hmm. um, crazy that, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as a book in the beginning. I was just like, let's see how that goes. I tend to have ideas and then I'm like, oh, I'm bored. And then I just leave them. Um, and this was, was the, the main role, just doing as you go, because no one knows really when it's going to end, when it is just going to put, you know some kind of solution we, we just didn't know anything um so i i felt that just taking the step to towards just helping the way i could in that in that sense and and putting myself up there in the first line saying hey this is me and i'm just crying loads <laughs> maybe it helps <laughs> you a little bit <laughs> um it, it was it was a, a bit of spreading kindness as well which is something we all need at the moment very 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 much oh goodness yeah it's kindness i think is one of the blessings in a way that has come out of this time as as everybody's reeling with feelings of uncertainty and isolation and fear and financial hardship and emotional you know turmoil whatever it is insert your your word or description here um one of the beautiful things is that kindness has really mm. taken the forefront, whether people are creating things intentionally for others or, you know, just speaking kindly to one another or just opening up communication that maybe didn't exist before. That's one of the beautiful things. And I think sometimes that gets overshadowed in the media, right? Because there's yes. so many negative posts about, well, this person isn't wearing a mask and this person doesn't believe in this. And this is political, and especially like in the United States, I think political yeah. just takes the forefront. Um, but I think like these stories of kindness are so important. I think, I think they're the, the, the soothing um, medicine that we need at the moment. And uh, we, we have these, well, I, I don't know. I just felt very drawn to wanting to help. I don't know. I never felt that way before. And it was, it was not, I think maybe put it in a, in a weird way where my, my brain works weirdly. Uh, but <laughs> it's like the way I'm wired. But I just, I just took, I don't know, these chance like, okay, if I want to make a change and help people out, I'm just going to put myself out there and just, the, just bring a little bit of positivity within the, you know, darkness that we are all going through. Uh, because uh, even, even here in London, it's not as political, but there's a lot of kindness and there's meant so much. I know um, pointing the finger out to what everybody's not doing and doing, like like you said, um, and we need this energy of it's all right, it's absolutely fine. You know, we can go a little bit mad, that's absolutely fine. But um, focusing on the light instead of the darkness, and and that's what mm. brings some kind of soothing bomb a little bit in the society at the moment yeah absolutely the the ability to recognize your struggle in someone else i think Mm -hmm. i resonate with that the most because Mm. as 
as a writer myself, it's like when I'm creating something, I'm creating something with the intention of sharing an experience that I'm facing or have faced in order to help somebody who might be wrestling with the same thing and, or in order to kind of seek a an outward connection, if that makes sense. And I think yes. like being, you know, creating this as a, as a blog originally and being, you know, a writer yourself as well as a, a graphic illustrator. Um, you know, it's, it's so universal, our desire to want to connect with others and yes. remind ourselves that we're not alone. And I think like, especially right now, like as you're explaining your, your, your inspiration behind this and, and what you did to kind of, you know, it started as a blog. I mean, I just resonate with that so much. I started um, uh, on my Facebook page every Saturday, just going live and doing a video. And like the sole purpose of that was to connect because mm -hmm. when we're socially distanced, it's like, there's so much disconnect. There's so much, um, you know, physical and emotional space between me and the, the other people in my life. So that was kind of an intentional thing that I did. And then you know, wh whether it is a, a book or, you know, some people are writing letters or some people are hosting like free webinar. I mean, it's just everybody longs to feel connected. And especially in a time when we are forced to be more distant, it's just really cool to see how different forms of art and communication are kind of bubbling up under the surface to help us make those connections. Absolutely. And I, and I, I think that, that that was something I was trying to reach out somehow. Um, also being alone, I was, I mean, I'm still, but I, I can go out now. <laughs> but um, I live alone in, in a room with a balcony. I live in a house, but my flatmates and I are pretty much independent. Um, and uh, so it was me by myself in a room. And I thought, if you don't do this, you're going to go mad. And um, how, how do I keep myself sane for whatever time and, uh, and taking the adventure of forcing myself to um, finding the different, the difference in every day. Uh, that was a challenge. It was like, that's the adventure. I just, I'm just going to force myself. I'm just going to take it further and not, not give up on on the monotony of every day and feeling like every day is the same which has been also the the, the main um i don't know what would drag people down as well and and mm -hmm. give some more darkness in it and then connecting with others you know we, we're so lucky at the moment that we have internet i just felt it's one of the blessings right now i don't know what what would have been hadn't we had any internet and we couldn't connect with anyone so mm -hmm. uh, thankfully we can express our kindness and, and our sense of belonging and connection over internet reach out which is amazing and that's um, uh, one of the assets we have and in not giving up in the in the darkness somehow uh, because mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of, of um, reaching out, feeling really low, and um, and then creating something beautiful, creating something that make lift people up. That was that was in one of the goals um, 
even if it's one person, but then that would make me happy because it's like, yeah, I help you out a little bit. You feel a little bit less lonely or feel like, like you were with someone, even if you don't have the chance to be with someone at the moment, right? Yeah, and I love the idea of this whole book being kind of framed as like a, a diary in a, in a way. You know, you were journaling your innermost thoughts. And I think that's one of the really powerful things about when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to share those innermost thoughts is because it really kind of gives a window into our souls and our experiences. And that's what people can connect with the most is being reminded of, you know, exactly what you said about this the idea of a light in the darkness. Like we're always going to be going through difficult dark times, but how are we finding that light? How are we seeking that light? How are we creating that light for others? Or how are we absorbing that light that others have created and then, you know, turning that around so that we're continuing in it? And vulnerability, I think, is the core of that, is not being afraid to talk about what you're going through, you know? Exactly. And and not being afraid of saying, hey, I cried the whole day because I have some days that and mm-hmm. that, that the whole book is me every day. So there's nothing um, that there's, there's no um, I'm, I'm sorry about the word, but it's like no bullshit. I'm just going to say it and I'm going to put my day the way it is because it just creates the real deal it's like i'm not gonna fake it and say oh i'm just so positive so my day went so well um okay some mm-hmm. things they were, they were right but some others it's like i'm not gonna lie i'm just i'm just gonna say i felt really scared because i went to a supermarket and then someone was standing next to me and i just couldn't help but feeling anxiety um and i cried and and it's absolutely fine and um we have at least i used to have that tendency to um protect myself with a lot of vulnerability shields so i could say hey i'm doing fine i'm strong and keeping it safe i'm absolutely all right um which many of us tend to do that when we're we're alone and uh we have people who don't live with us and you know family members and and they worry about us and we just want to put the straight face and say hey it's absolutely fine actually it's not that right um and uh and and i think right now is not what we need i think right now what we need is to open our hearts and say i am feeling this way and maybe you feel the same way and we feel a little bit more together in the darkness you know yeah, I love that you shared, you know, just the straight to the point truth. I mean, it it resonates with your book and what you've created, the importance of being real about your feelings. And to speak to that for a second, I mean, because we're all going through so many, you know, different emotions right now, it's so important. And I completely agree with you for us to be honest about our emotions. Hey, today sucked. Today was terrible. I'm feeling down. You know, I need help. I need support. Like All of that is so important. And it's just a natural part of what life is like when you're in a global pandemic, right? You have to be, (laughs) yeah, you have to be honest with the different emotions and the myriad of feelings you're going to feel. And I think people need to be reminded of that so often. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. But then, you know, also, what do you do with that? And you didn't say these words, but you you were alluding to the idea of toxic positivity. And it's Mm. it's just resonating with me because a couple weeks ago, I went live on my little coffee collective on Facebook and Mm -hmm. talked about this, where we don't need to sugarcoat 
all of our emotions right now. We don't need to have toxic positivity and say, everything's great. I had a wonderful day. Everything's perfect because it's okay if it's not. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't still find the light in the darkness, right? Exactly. They're two opposite things. Don't mm -hmm. be toxically positive. You know, mm -hmm. don't always have to talk about, you know, everything's perfect. Everything's fine. I'm happy. Even though I'm alone, everything's great. You know, we don't have to mm -hmm. be like that, but then we can still seek light and inspiration and hope. And actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to quote something that you shared on your Instagram page that really <laughs> connected with me. Um, oh, thank it's you. A, yeah, it's a recent post that you, where you were sharing about how um, your illustrations, your watercolors have been put in an exhibit in London. And the, the closing line, because you were talking about, you know, different moments yeah. in your life where you felt, wow, I never thought I would be in this place. And you ended yeah. this post saying, the lesson I've learned is that life is dealing with the unpredictable. It's upon us to take the chances or to leave them. I choose to take them. And man, that just, <laughs> that really connects with me because it's so true in light of what we're experiencing right now. You know, nobody knew that the pandemic would continue to be such an ongoing problem for so long. Nobody knew how it would severely impact our lives in, in so many different ways. Nobody knew how they would feel. You know, I think for a lot of us, the beginning weeks of isolation, it's like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah. I can get through this or, you know, and then we go through the cycle of like, oh my gosh, I can't get through this. And then now I'm angry, you know, whatever it is, you talked about the dealing with the unpredictable and how to just accept that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have to say this is after like four months and being on my own and having what you said absolutely resonates with me. Uh, first weeks were like, that's absolutely fine. It's an adventure. I'm just going to, you know, do this and that. And I just became Rapunzel just doing lots of stuff and I was absolutely fine. And, um, and then, you know, you just, feel very down and you just feel like I, I don't want to have this anymore I want to have normality and mm -hmm. and no one would know I don't know about you but I had so many plans in January I was going I was traveling solo I was going to travel solo around Italy in the summer I had this plan and and I just was going to do all these things and then and then nothing happens and then it's like well if if we just have to encounter a global pandemic that just happens out of the blue, what's life then? You know, yeah, what, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what, what plans do you have for the future? I had a, a friend of mine asking me the other day and I said, well, do I know? I mean, even if I have plans, do we know? <laughs> so it's a uh, flowing with the, unexpected it's really hard because we have a tendency to control we need control as humans to um know that we're safe and that's part of the human instinct right uh yeah but flowing in the i mean i think it's it's a bad way of saying not a bad way but it finding the blessing within the tragedy is uh that life is un unpredictable extremely unpredictable and now we know um and and how do you flow with this is 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 letting things happen and see see what comes you know it's it's the whole the, the i don't know how how to put it but it's, it's like the foundations of life just mm -hmm. okay we're just gonna 
see how this hits and then we deal with it. Uh, and we're not used to it because we, we live in a society that is allowing us the opposite. The more control, the better it is. And now yeah. we just have to deal with the opposite, absolutely. And then it's, it's change, right? And it's uncomfortable and it's really tough. But I think we're going to get through a point where we just find a little bit of light within that uncertainty and say, okay, that's all right. You know, like we're going to fly higher, easier. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you brought up the element of control because I think that has been an ongoing lesson in my life, but especially yeah. right now where, you know, because of what's going on, I've been forced to really look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I know that you really appreciate control, but you need to let it go. And it's, it's been really hard for me because you said it perfectly. Like as humans, we want to have control. Um, and I think like part of my issue with control is I feel a little bit of shame, like putting that out in the open. Like I value control because it's like, well, what does that mean about me? Am I a control freak? Like, am I always <laughs> trying to make life go according to a plan? Uh, but I've been trying to embrace it in this quarantine and, and really be honest with myself and say, yes, I am somebody who values a sense of control because that means I know like the direction that my life is heading or that means I'm invested in what's happening next and I want to kind of put my hands into that you know equation and try to make life become what I'm working so hard for or whatever so there's a there's a good side to control um but what happens when you quote lose that control or what happens when life shifts and you're not able to like have that plan and so for me my whole reflection has been okay it's okay to not have control and what does life look like when you don't have control Um, So for me, it's like I'm leaning a lot more on taking life as it comes and accepting that I don't get to always have a say in in the way things pan out. Um, And then also just recognizing that life circumstances, exactly what you said, are unpredictable. So when things are unpredictable, we have to just go with the flow and we have to learn to kind of pick up the pieces where they fall. So that's been a powerful realization for me which I feel like is a constant realization that I'm just not getting (laughs) the flexibility and almost as I'm getting a little bit I hope better at this I'm also recognizing you know the power in letting life happen to you not Mm. that you're passive but not but you're letting go of that that stronghold on the world and yes it's given me a lot of freedom to breathe Yes, it's like surrendering. I, I, I feel it in the, uh, I meditate every day. I've been meditating for, for a long time, but over confinement, that was, I think, one of the ways, uh, one of the main strategies of dealing with control is I can control my breathing, therefore I'm controlling something in my life, which is my breathing. <laughs> and then from there, we can carry on going. Um, and I can't control what is happening in the world governments and politicians are deciding because it's not absolutely I have no control on that uh, which is I think part of uh, what make people anxious as well it's like oh my god we have to do something and then something's not done it has to go that way and people have many many opinions about it because it's like we don't have control on the situation no one does right it's so um the the virus itself doesn't have any control uh and i felt it's not it's 
going that way will just make me feel even even worse right it's like that that powerlessness that you feel when you can't do your life you can't have your plans you can't do things as you used to which is already a big shift and uh and and taking love as it comes and going with the flow which is what i say to my family they're like, oh you're so kumbaya and i'm like i'm not really kumbaya i'm just <laughs> trying to survive it <laughs> um <laughs> but um working with with breathing as well is that okay now at least this is the tiny bit in myself that i can i can understand is going towards some direction even though life doesn't seem to have a direction at the moment and as you said and i feel the same way you, you are proactive we are proactive women and we want to have plans and we want to have um certain things happening and and you know getting to some some fruition and and, and progressing um but when life stops it's like what do you do it's like patience is what you do while you wait right um and i just find that the 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 whole point in 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 giving up control is not really giving up control at the end of the day it's like at the end of the day we don't really have control if if <laughs> that, that was my my lesson that in life you can have all these plans and in that reflection I was like yeah I had all these plans but then something else came <laughs> and i didn't really plan it and then it just happened and that's life right and um and then just i think we can still plan but not on a big scale i think it's it's one of the the, the lessons i would take that my day is easily planned somehow and then that's it we can't really expect much from it even though it seems very small but um for now it's like for now it's enough you know uh we can't expect more from life at the moment mm -hmm. and isn't that almost in a way kind of refreshing because i don't know about you yeah. for me it's like i'm always trying to plan the next thing or here's the next thing mm -hmm. on my to-do list here's what i'm doing next or the next yeah. project the next you know and so that if i am forced to not be in that mindset i'm living more in the moment and saying okay i'm, I'm going to get through today i'm going to enjoy today and i'm not going to worry about all these next things and that's given kind of a freedom you said surrender and that's such a perfect word it's surrendering to the unknown but like enjoying yeah. where we are right now for what it's worth absolutely and uh just saying all right well what can we do and just just keep on going that just like forward is the only way to go we can't go backwards we're just moving forward don't really know and that's that's fine but also i had one one thing that happened to me i don't know if it happened to you as well but when i was writing diaries um i just i did it for 55 days in a row and i was writing i was working as well now i'm on holidays but it was like a very good um routine so i just wake up i have my work hours then i edit the post and then i have a work workshop in the evening and that was it and then when i finished them after it was mid may i had a breakdown because i didn't have that 
a ability to control anymore. My body was saying, you need to let go and uh, you need to rest and let it be. And I wasn't able to let it be, even if, if I had been writing, you know, a diary on appreciating the things that I would see every day when I had the chance to sit down, properly sit down and check my feelings and check, check with myself uh, over June and say, I'm very drained and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tired. And I didn't want to recognize it because it's uh, what keeps you going, right? It's that kind of like, I need an activity. In my case, it was like, I'm doing things, so I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards something and I have some kind of sense of purpose, but um, we are not used to, in general, to sit down and say, okay, I'm just going to rest. And that feels really weird <laughs> because I am not used to do nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to do things and plan things yeah. as well as we do. Uh, how do you find, have you, have you had something similar to that? Like, I don't know, that kind of moment when you're like, I just need to rest and that's it. <laughs> it's probably the hardest thing in the world for me because even in this time where I'm forced to kind of rest in some ways, I'm like, well, what can I do with this, this time? And then I try to change it into something purposeful. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really refreshing to hear you say that and be like, okay, I'm not alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I found rest in being able to kind of create my own sense of work-life balance again um, in this different environment and then really acknowledging I think also for me like my rest comes in learning to ask for help Um, yeah that resting is only really resting if I'm putting down the load and saying hey can somebody help me with this or hey I need you know I need time for myself can you do x y and z so that I think has been the bigger lesson is asking for help in order to rest that is such a big message. I, I feel the same way. And, um, and I had the same. I think um, the, the, in my case, being alone, it, I just had to stand by myself and say, we've got this. We've got this, Marsha. That's absolutely fine. We are fine. And um, reaching out for help, it's the most liberating thing I could have experienced and and it brings a deeper connection as well I experienced that with my family and um, I have a very good relationship with my sister but we have never spoken in such depth than over the last months and because we were reaching out for help and it was emotional help it was the the whole um cycle of I help you help me because we're just both being open to to just be you know and share mm-hmm. um and it's I think it's one of the, the the blessings of this this kind of moment to pause and slow down it's deepening connections with those that you you feel connected to you know and uh that's that's one of the good things of and liberating to the thinking mm-hmm. I'm not alone on this. I don't need to have it all. I don't need to have it all sorted on my own. <laughs> it was incredible for me. <laughs> yeah. And how ironic is that, that you felt liberated in asking for help? 
you know, and receiving help. Like that seems so counterintuitive, right? We think yeah. I'm going to feel liberated when I do it myself because I'm strong, but really it's the opposite. When we ask for help, we feel liberated because somebody else is carrying that load with us. How cool is that? Exactly. It's amazing. And also it strengthens the mind. It's, um, um, what Brene Brown says is a, it's a strong mind and open heart instead of the opposite. And I thought, well, I mean, that's exactly what we need right now. It's uh, the asking for help is strengthening our minds because we feel released of all the load that we think we have to carry and we actually wouldn't need to. And it allows us to open the hearts and, and that's such a strong bonding uh, way of, of bonding with people and, and, and connecting and, and truly um, making your, I don't know, in, in, in my case, I feel that I have a very strong community around me because I reach out and I didn't have it before because I was just, you know, doing like being BCB, doing many things and getting on too many things and, and just going on to the superficial and then and then when you open up and say this is me and the, this is what I'm going through you're real it's like people can mm-hmm. see yeah me too oh my god I'm not mad that's great <laughs> we're two in the world yeah. it's really in the same way <laughs> yeah and I think that's really what you not only learn but also what you achieved with putting your book together is just yeah. here's me and here I am and who else can connect and how can we mm-hmm. kind of collectively get through this time together and I think it's just so amazing that now not only do you have something that can be a a resource for people because some of us are still really in the thick of like getting through this time so this book yeah. is not only a, a resource but it's also something that kind of commemorates your journey it's it's so funny that I mean, it's so funny that I put it into a book, it, which is like, oh my goodness, the um, it's so funny that I had it on a list in January. Like, I would like to publish a book someday, and then six months later, there you go. <laughs> um, love that. I love it so much. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but also, the aim, and I always, I always say, the aim for me with the book was like. I don't want to preach anyone. I don't want to show that I'm positive because as you said before, this toxic positivity is not healthy. It's actually, you know, hiding feelings and and another way of protecting yourself towards something. It's a challenging vulnerability I was so willing to take. And it was the most liberating thing, allowing myself to do whatever I felt like, even if it sounded a little bit eccentric and crazy. That was also my, my aim to make people feel that, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm going to do it too. Maybe it helps. Yeah. It's a way to kind of find healing through something that we haven't experienced before. So yeah. I think your transparency and your vulnerability offered people the opportunity to try to heal in different ways and to just accept what the unpredictable nature of life looks like but then what do you do with that and how do you how do you cope and kind of let's walk alongside each other and figure it out together so yeah absolutely thank you so much (laughs) yeah thank you thank you for being so honest and open about your experience being willing to share about the book and you know creating it in the first place because it's just so (laughs) 
it's so cool to see how this time, even though it's so challenging and so difficult and so painful, how yes. there's still so much beauty in it, you know, and the different things that are being created and people's mindset. And I just know that so many people who hear this podcast are just going to be inspired by how you can take difficult moments and you can still make them beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much.